Today on CityCast Salt Lake. This weekend, skateboarding legend Tony Hawk is bringing his vert alert back to Salt Lake. The vertical skateboarding spectacle features a giant half pipe with skaters from around the country doing tricks. Think X Games skating? That's vert. Tony's vert alert isn't just for oohs and ahs, though. He wants vert skateboarding to premiere at the 2024 Paris Olympics. It would follow street skateboarding's debut in 2020. In a recent speech, he said he hoped the vert alert would make enough noise that the IOC can't ignore it. So I went down to 9th and 9th and Fairmont skate parks to ask Salt Lake skaters what they think skateboarding might gain or lose from being in the Olympics. And later, I chat with a non-binary skater named Q about whether skate culture is meeting its promises in the first place. And just a heads up, this episode features some salty language, like a lot. So if you've got a backseat listener, I trust your discretion. It's Thursday, August 25th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Okay, Tony Hawk's coming to Salt Lake this weekend with the Vert Alert. Did you go last year? No, 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 no. no. Do you know about it? No. Really? Yeah. The re- one of the reasons he's doing this is that he wants vert skateboarding in the Olympics. Word. So right now street skating's in the Olympics, but not vert yeah, skating. That's really interesting. A lot of skateboarding started out as vert just because of its like connection to surfing and such. You know, that's like a lot of skateboarding's roots. They're like, all right, let's put some fucking wheels on this shit and like throw this down in the swimming pool. Right, a swimming pool, yeah. So we like started out on like vert was like kind of the a lot of the origin of skateboarding or like kids just being like, all right, we gotta get it, we gotta get around. Yeah. So, whatever the case, like I feel like vert was especially in the '90s, like early 2000s, vert was huge. It was phenomenally huge. Yeah. Vert has always been like an ingrained part of like what skateboarding is in general. Possibly part of the reason it's not in the Olympics or why street skating might be is because there is there's there's somewhat of a predictability to vert skating almost unless you're talking about the people who can like oh we're gonna we're going to go 360 in the fucking air 720s in the air land right back down on the thing go back in yeah i I don't know i'm gonna be honest i don't know and i don't know my opinion (laughs) is it do we need it in the olympics do we do, what is your opinion and who do you work for? <laughs> okay, first skateboarding in the Olympics, you into it? Yeah, I think I think I think you'll get a lot of yeses because it's it's fun and it's it's dangerous and it's like sixty year old men out there killing it, killing it. No, but seriously, like as you can see, all these kids are skating vert right here. Yeah. You know, and we're we're all learning, but. I think you'll get a lot of yeses for that and to be in the Olympics. If skateboarding is in the Olympics, how come Vert isn't already in the Olympics? Right. Well, the interesting thing a lot of people have said is, like, we're, good luck finding new talent. It's expensive and elite. It's it's ex- very expensive and very elite because, I mean, you got to think about what, what, what these guys are doing. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to fight any of them because they throw themselves downstairs. <laughs> they throw themselves downstairs for fun, you know? Yeah. So... I mean, me being a 43-year-old skateboarder is 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 enough. I honestly wouldn't really care if it was in the Olympics or not. Yeah, why? Uh, just because vert skating is kind of like... It's not too often you see a new vert skater. Like, it's not really a, a... Like, there's a few dudes out there that are still, like, going hard, 
skating strictly vert, but like it's it's mostly sh shifted to like a street skating sport. Why so. do you think Tony Hawk cares so much? Because like that was like his era, man. Like he got, I don't know, he did so much for skateboarding, and like it must suck for him to like see his favorite part of it dying out. You think it's dying out? Yeah, definitely. I'm hearing that. Yeah. It's kind of sad that that's what it's come to too. It's like you're not gonna have all. You're not gonna take a bunch of painters and put them and make them paint all these different paintings and then and then judge them and be like, oh, this is the best painting because you did it this way or or that way. It's like yeah. you can't judge an art. Like skating is just as much as much of an art as it is like a sport. Cause yeah. Like, everyone skates different, has their different style. Just like some people skate vert, some people skate street. Yeah. But, but Tony Hawk's kind of a legend, so would you oh, back Tony, him just because oh, yeah. I Tony? back him because he, he's been in it since he was, like, a little jail. He's like, right. if you want to be a pro skater and you want to make money, then, like, it's, it's as shitty as it is. got to sell out, dude. Like, it's what P-Rod did. It's what Tony Hawk did. Yeah. yeah, they all did. Like, Tony Hawk sells skateboards in Walmart. But it sounds like you don't blame them. No, I don't blame them at all, dude. It's like, if... If I'm trying to make money off skateboarding and that's what I want to do for the rest of my life, I'm going to do whatever I have to to make that happen, you know what I mean? What would it take for you to stop backing someone? Like, what is selling out too hard? When you're clout hungry and you're just... You can tell they don't care about skateboarding for skateboarding. They just do it to give themselves a certain image and name. It's like the same thing with everything. Like, a poser, if you want to call it. Like, yeah. people that dress like they skate and they don't. Like, that shit's stupid. All right, Tony Hawk is coming to town this weekend with the Vert Alert. He really wants Vert skateboarding in the 2024 Paris Olympics. Do you? I'm all for it. If the world can get enough, like, Vert half-pipe skaters to actually compete, half-pipe skating is very, it's very, very accessible to, like, the public. Right. Like, people who don't know shit about skating and, like, you know, old ladies, they can, like... <laughs> And me. Yeah, like they can watch some watch a dude in the half pipe and like have their minds blown. So yeah. like I think it would it would certainly be a crowd pleaser in the Olympics. The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. All right, when I left the skate park, I stopped by for a quick visit with a young, non-binary skater named Q. We talked about what skating has to offer outsiders and where the culture is not necessarily meeting its promises. Okay, Q, we're sitting in your living room, which is delightful. Thank you. You've got a lovely, very patient cat. Yes, he um, is, with a mustache. Yeah, how long have you been in Salt Lake? 
one and a half years. Welcome. Thank you. How are you finding it? It's great. It's a great community. It reminds me of like being in a room and like turning off the lights and you can't see anything. And then like your eyes adjust and you start seeing like all of these cool cultures and like cool punk rock people and like badass like people. And you're like, wait, this city is actually really cool. <laughs> That's the coolest like description of Salt Lake I think I've ever heard. Yeah, it, it is like that. It is, it's definitely, especially being a queer person in Salt Lake, yeah. How long have you been skating? I have been skating like at a skate park for like th- three years, two and a half years. Okay. Um, but have always rode a skateboard. So I grew up in like, my dad was in the Navy. And so there wasn't like a lot of like places for me to go. But my, I remember like, um, I asked my dad for a skateboard and he was like, okay. And got <laughs> me a skateboard and we went to the gym and outside the gym there was a track and I just like skateboarded on the track. Yeah. And then just kind of like pushed around um, on my driveway for like years and um, never really got into it because I played division one field hockey at Indiana University and we were not allowed to play other sports because you could get injured and you were there to play like especially if you're on a scholarship it was like pressured to like not do other things yeah and so the pandemic hit and I was like fuck it I'm gonna do whatever I want I went to the skate park and was kind of like, uh, I don't know if this is really for me. Cause I went to a skate park when I was really young and immediately was like, no, nobody was like friends with me, nor did they want me to be there because I was like a woman appearing person. Mm-hmm. And then just was like, I'm gonna do whatever I want. And then went the pandemic like truly hit um, I just like went to the skate park and picked it up and was really enjoying that. Yeah. They can be, I mean, like I went to two tonight. I was intimidated both times. Yeah. It is, it is really hard, um, to be in a space where you're an individual and you don't feel welcomed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard for the mental. It's like, why would I ever want to continue doing something where I don't feel welcomed, you know? Right. It's interesting you refer to skateboarding as a sport from the outset. Did you always think of it as a sport? No, I think that's what initially drew me to skateboarding. And I don't know if I actually think it's like a a sport. I know that I like sweat and I have the same feelings about skateboarding as I did field hockey, where I want to do it all the time and, you know, master skills and master like simplistic things. I think what drew me into skateboarding initially was the culture of like the outliers and like the weirdos and the punk rockers and like the people who just were not accepted. And I always felt that as a young queer kid, like I was never really accepted into any group. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, I want to be a part of this. And then like going to a skate park for the first time and being like, wow, none of these people are actually like that. And maybe they are outcasts, but there is a power dynamic of like cisgendered white men in in a place that are outcasts already. And then kind of how they portray their power in a space where they feel comfortable. Why do you love it? So I think that the mentality and like the physical aspect 
is something that I have true respect for because I can see so much more of myself in the actual like doing of skateboarding. Um, and I respect it. it. There's like nothing more humbling than like eating shit on a small pebble. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I now have more respect for this piece of wood than I did 30 seconds ago when I thought I was the coolest shit ever. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's taught me a lot about myself. It also just seems extremely creative. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a piece of wood on <laughs> with like wheels, you know? Like yeah. there's only so much you can do, <laughs> right? And yet there is so much you can do. Right, yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, in terms of like the ultimate question, I think that we're talking about tonight is like the Olympics aspect to it is like, it does bring a lot of creativity to the sport. Mm. I mean, the question I would ask you is, like, do you think skateboarding belongs at the Olympics? Because <laughs> it premiered in 2020, of yeah. course. I think there was quite a bit of uproar, it seemed mm-hmm. like, in the skating community. Now Tony Hawk's in town this weekend. Mm-hmm. He desperately, it seems, I don't know, like, he's he's really dead set on this, getting vert skateboarding in the Olympics in Paris in 2024. That's the dream. I'm just curious, like, what you think about that. Or how much it matters to you? I don't particularly think it matters too much to me. Being in the Olympics, yeah, it's cool, but it's also like there are a lot bigger matters to the world than skateboarding. And I think that it can be highlighted in competition skateboarding, like the gender binary and how that affects skaters' mentality. And I think that that opens a whole new room of problems that is not being addressed and continues to be ignored and continues to people to not to exclude people who are non-binary. And, you know, I think that, yeah, it's cool, but (laughs) what about everything else? Right. Yeah. And it sounds like maybe thinking about something that's such a creative and like lovely escape being an Olympic sport just like brings into focus all the things that you're skating to bring out of focus. It's hard because like I fell in love with the sport because it was weirdos and Mm -hmm. the culture was great. I loved, I was obsessed with the fashion, but was so scared to say anything when I was younger (laughs) because I didn't want to like let people know that I liked fashion because if I did, then it was a feminine thing and that wasn't masculine enough. Mm. And it was like, that is obviously like a lot of my trauma, (laughs) but like I was obsessed with this culture of like, we're gonna do whatever we want and it's gonna be how it is. I just hope that, you know, this push of having skateboarding in the Olympics, like cool, like I hope it gets all the queer little queer kids like get a skateboard and go to the skate park and feel loved and appreciated and valued and accepted for being a fucking weirdo in the eyes of the patriarchal capitalistic society we live in. Mm-hmm. I hope that they don't get excluded and they're appreciated the way that skateboarding in the 90s was like portrayed. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, I feel like one of the questions I'm trying to figure out is like, does global recognition of skateboarding make the sport better in any way? Yeah, I don't know the answer. I think that this is not really, like this conversation about skateboarding in the Olympics, like even now we're just having a conversation about trans rights and that is the ultimate like 
silver lining Hmm. is having these conversations of like inclusivity and conversations about like what is Mm non-binary should they have their own thing no because non-binary is not a third gender it's just is and so like that's my opinion but like i think that these conversations are so great and like the evolution of like understanding these struggles is so powerful so it's so hard for me to say oh i don't think skateboarding should be in the olympics because it's done so much for a community that i care so much about you know yeah yeah q thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it and for letting me in your home (laughs) (laughs) i was like sure this random stranger can come to my house i hope they don't murder me and record everything yeah whatever casual casual That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thanks to all the folks at 9th and 9th and Fairmont Skate Parks for chatting with me. You are extremely gracious. And thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.